I can feel you coming in my face and mouth. Oh, Dad. Yeah. That's the song. That's my favorite song. That that song, man. Um, it's just, you know, I, I don't really know. I don't really have anything else to say about it. That's just the song. That's the song that I was singing to myself when I was walking around in the kitchen and making my tea. By the way, thank you for listening. This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree, 27th of October, 2020. I feel great. I feel I feel fan-fucking-tastic, actually. Do I – oh, I don't know if I – look, I don't know if I want to commit to fan-fucking-tastic, maybe fan-cunting-tastic, maybe fan-bloody-tastic. I feel good, you know. I just – it's been last week, the last time we spoke, I feel like I was just in – a bit more of a difficult place in my life and I feel like I've come through that with perseverance and you know what let's cut the bullshit cut that little self-mocking voice that's full of negativity isn't it I want to be honest with you guys and say that I am very proud of myself in the last week I um I feel like I did good by myself I feel like I I feel like I had a plan and I'm really really struggling to not go into that (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I had a plan. <laughs> I feel like I had a I had a plan. I felt stressed. I made a plan for myself. I was like, this is what I need to do. Every day last week, I felt I just I had one thing that I needed to do. And and I had work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. How's this? I thought that was my first day back at work. Uh, my first week back at work. Since July, I think, I went in July, I had two days and like, you know, I just, I felt like I hadn't worked in ages and my body said the same thing because like I thought it was four days. We had a long weekend for the for the grand final of the footy, which was played in Queensland. <laughs> um, we had the long weekend in, uh, oh, I'm just watching two birds fight out my window. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, anyway. Um I thought uh, I was working four days and I woke up on the morning of Thursday, the third day, thinking that I still had to work Friday as well and my body was already sore and I was doing the right thing. Like I was going to sleep at like kind of 10 o'clock every night, waking up at six, getting my eight hours and still just was like sore and really started that Thursday thinking, man, this is tough like knowing that I was going just it was hard you know what one of those days when it's really hard to get out of bed and I don't mean because you're depressed I mean physically it's difficult to actually lift yourself out of your fucking bed and it's early and it's cold and like some days it just comes easily some days this morning, I woke up at uh, – I knew there was some some football that I had to watch. There was – Spurs were playing Burnley and that started at 7 and I woke up at 7.20-something, eyes popped open and I just knew out of bed, if I meditate for 20 minutes, then I can catch the whole second half if I get up now. So today it was easy but Thursday morning – I just woke up and was like, I don't want to fucking do this, man. I don't want to – I don't want to be here. I just – I don't want to be here anymore, you know. It's just too hard. <laughs> um, and then I started work and, you know, got to the, like, had my coffee, got 
Got on the tram, did my meditation. I've been meditating on the tram. How's I fucking thought? So the first three like courses of the year long, by the way, I haven't missed a day yet. How good's that? I'm like really proud. Oh, you know what? This week I'm going to say things that I'm proud of myself for. And I haven't missed a day yet of my meditation. I'm on, how many days am I on? Let me get my, let me get my little notebook. Day 51 today. I haven't missed a fucking day, so fuck you. <laughs> Since I said I was going to start meditating again. And the first three courses of the 365 like headspace thing, they're called take 10, take 15 and take 20 because the first one's 10 days, 10 minutes a day. Second one's 15 days, 15 minutes a day. Third one, 20 days, 20 minutes a day. And I was led to believe by the fucking name of the thing, like... In the Headspace 365, it says, like, length of meditation is 10 minutes. And so that, to me, it's like, you know, I guess some of them are longer, but the average length is going to be 10 minutes. So I'm thinking it's 10, 15, 20 to kind of break you in, and then after that, they're all going to be 10 or 15 minutes. So I get to the end of take 20 thinking, all right, it's 20 days of 20-minute meditations, but once I get through this, it's going to ease off a bit. Nope. The ones after take 20, all still 20-minute meditations. I feel like I've been lied to by Headspace Andy. You fucking can't. You know what? At the start, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But then after we break through that initial period of struggle, we're going to ease off a bit. And then you get to the end where he says it ease off and he's like, you know what? I think I feel comfortable here. I'm just going to keep fucking you in the ass with my mouth. <laughs> Imagine that the um, the meditate. I mean, it's you know, it's it's barely. I've barely consented, Andy. I've barely. I'm here because I'm. You know, you've given. You've said one thing to me, and now you're doing. In all honesty, quite the opposite. Just calm down, because I'm going to do this, and then we're going to get somewhere important. I'm going to bail right out of that bit. This Today when I started the podcast, I was like, Aiden, commit more to ideas for things that you think might be funny. <laughs> and the first thing I've tried to commit to is Headspace Andy fucking, you know, assaulting you, which to be honest is not the direction that I want this podcast to go in, actually. I'd, I would like it to be approachable. I would like this to not have to have a fucking trigger warning at the start. Let me take a sip of my tea here. Oh, and that is a really nice tea. So, uh, yeah, I, I woke up on Thursday morning, did my meditation on the tram, 20 minutes, got to work, and uh, the guys that I'm working with just, you know, they were talking about like no work tomorrow, and I was like, what? Thinking maybe they're not working, or maybe one of them wasn't working, but I'm going to be working, and, you know, it's going to be harder. And they were like, oh, no, it's a long weekend, and I was just... Oh, my body. Just, I almost wept. Oh, God, it was fucking good, man. Because I don't know if I could have done it. I got home on Thursday night. My whole body uh, was sore. Just, and this is what, last week, this is kind of why I'm proud of myself is because I knew on Tuesday, I knew on Monday when I did the podcast last week that I was in a bad mood. I felt stressed. I felt like there was a lot of stuff going on. I had to find a new housemate for the house. I had to put the ad up, find a new housemate, get those interviews in, do them, and then pick someone. And 
I don't know. I still, as much as I was trying to not say that I had to, I felt that I had to do it in one week. I just, I just like to take my life in one week increments, I guess. I knew I had to get the ad up that week anyway. And um, I had to do some filming for the leak, for the community TV thing that I've been doing. Um, so that was just like another thing. Uh, what else was it? I had to... I had to start work again. Um, I can't even remember the other stuff that I had to do. But what I did on Monday after I kind of did the pod and vented all of that energy out was I was like, let me every day I'm going to wake up and set myself one of those tasks for the day and no more. I'm not going to try and do another one. I'm just going to do one. And then after I do that, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And what I chose to do every night last week was play Civilization. So I'd go to work, do my work, get home, make a bit of food, chill, and know in my head I got to do one of those things. So Tuesday was I got to get home and I got to do my filming. Like Monday was, okay, I got to do the podcast and I did that and it was done. Tuesday, I go to work, I work the first day. I'm focusing at work. I'm trying to be a good employee and a good worker. And then I get home and I chill for a little bit and then I know i got to do the filming. So I do the filming and then when it's done, I'm like, sick, great, done. You did it, Aiden. Pat on the back. Bully for you. <laughs> Bully for you. That's funny, isn't it? Woohoo. <laughs> I'm getting into saying woo. Did you ever say woo? I, don't, I, I haven't figured out a way to say it sincerely yet. But I really like the vibe of like saying woo, like over a message, woo. <laughs> and I, it comes from a few weeks ago when I was talking about Gladys Berejiklian and her leaked emails from, you know, in her relationship with that Daryl McGimby guy, Daryl McCrimbles. And um, the thing that kind of tipped me off into knowing that they had a genuine relationship was the email where she was getting excited about him. He he had made some money on that property deal and she said, woohoo! <laughs> it's so fun. It's so sincere. It reeks of sincerity, doesn't it? There's You cannot... You can't say woohoo ironically. That's what I like about it. If, if you say it ironically, you sound like an asshole. Like it's almost too much. So you got to give it the sincerity of like, woo, that's, is that it? That even sounds ironic. I want to get into writing it. Woohoo. When you, you know, hey man, I'm coming around in 10 minutes. Woo. <laughs> woo. Your voice has to break when you do it. Woo. That's what I'm getting into. Okay. And uh, that was how I felt on, on, Tuesday, got home, did my fucking, did my filming, sent that off. Was I happy with it? No. Did I think it was like really funny? Not particularly. It was my sketch that I wrote. I was happy with the writing, but it's another thing to take it from the stage of writing to like, you know, collaborative, getting everyone else's opinions on it, seeing what they think is going to work and fitting it into the larger idea of the show and then... Yeah, I'm still grappling with that. But I did it and it was done. Pat on the back. Wednesday, wake up. And I and I and this was the important thing was on Tuesday, I was like, I'm not going to try and start the house shit yet. 
So Wednesday I go to work and I get home, I chill it out, ch- chill it out again and um, <clears throat> take a few pictures of the place and then put that up. And then when that goes up, it's like, all right, I'm good. I get a few messages, but I'm like, I'm not even going to, that was the Thursday task. So Wednesday, I'm not going to answer the messages. I'm just going to put the ad up on Fairy Floss and just boom, that's it. Pat on the back. Bully for you, Tugman. And uh, woohoo. And then play some Civilization. And Thursday, I go to work. I meditate on the tram. I get there. I find out it's Friday. You know, it's like it's like it's spiritually it's Friday. Scientifically, it's Thursday, but spirit the you know the spirit says Friday. The spirit says we don't have to fucking work tomorrow. So that like lifted me up, and I was already feeling good. Like I've done two days of this little regime of productiveness that I've got going on, and uh, Thursday night I was planning to answer those requests, and then Friday go to work. But when I found out I didn't have to work on Friday, it was just like, oh my god, yes. So. Thursday, I'm going to answer these messages that are coming in about, you know, I was setting up one interview for Friday for someone to come and look at the room. I had four for Saturday and one for Monday. And uh, in my mind, I'm like, hopefully out of those, I'll find one or two people that I like. And uh, I get home Thursday. I'm so tired, but I know I don't have to work Friday. So I just fucking did the whole garden, man. I... I um. I put my liquid fertilizer in, mixed it all up and just fertilized the whole fucking garden. Shit's starting to grow. It's feeling good. And uh, my boss gave me a shirt for work, which is nice. So I've got like a uniform. I feel like part of a team. I feel like we're achieving things. <laughs> and uh, and I teed up those fucking interviews and and – and that was it, man. That felt, I was like, I did it. It was only three days. It feels kind of silly to say, but those three days, that was the crux of my fucking week. And I did it. And I'm proud of myself. All right. I'm going to let myself have that because I feel like, I feel like, this is just how I feel. I feel like I've really been very difficult on myself. And, historically and i've been thinking like i i reckon i the way that i rationalize this that i feel like i i kind of berate myself i'm i suffer from or i submit myself to a lot of negative self-talk and um you know when i am not happy with the way that i'm doing shit or or whatever i really berate myself i go that's shit that's pathetic I, I like have contempt for myself and I'm trying to get away from that because I think that is a lot of what makes me unhappy. And if I'm saying these negative things to myself and that I don't deserve certain things or, or I'm not good enough for certain things or didn't do good enough, didn't push myself hard enough, I put this pressure on myself and that's what leads me to stressing myself out, having these kind of bouts of, you know, whatever where I act in ways that I end up regretting later and then it's this cycle I think a lot of that comes from this negative self-talk and um, part of that is catching myself when I do the you know when I go fuck you Aiden that's not good enough but part of getting past that is also in moments where I've done well allowing myself 
to fucking have that pat on the back. <laughs> and here's me starting to get defensive. Trying to get past. This is where every anytime when I raise my voice, it's me pushing past the like, oh, I'm allowed to have this. I am allowed to be happy and <laughs> take a sip of tea. One thing that helped me last week that I thought was amazing. I listened to I'm back on Joe Rogan again. I think I've understood a little bit of Joe Rogan. So I listened to him with Matthew McConaughey. And um Evidently, Joe Rogan has just moved to Austin in Texas because he's left LA and Matthew McConaughey is like the elder statesman in the entertainment world of Austin, right? He lives there and he's gone on Joe Rogan's podcast and this is like a big moment. Joe Rogan's moving, you know, it's the biggest podcast. It's the biggest podcast and he's moved to Austin and it's like, Joe Rogan's come to town, you know, it's a big moment. And McConaughey's come on and it's this two, it's this meeting of the worlds and I don't really know anything about McConaughey personally, but he was a fucking cool guy on the pod, man. He was really interesting to um, – the first thing that stood out to me is is Joe Rogan was like, how much do you sleep? And he said, nine and a half hours. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That is the antithesis of this put too much pressure on yourself. Like the kind of cunt who's like, I sleep fucking five hours a day, bro. I don't need sleep. I am fucking ready. I take every moment. I live life to the full. I'm taking life by the balls. I'm doing everything and I need to be ready and I do not have time for sleep. Matthew McConaughey's like, you know what, man? I sleep fucking nine and a half hours a day. I wake up and you know what? I'm not ready. I go back to sleep and my bed welcomes me with open arms because I'm just, I'm being kind to myself. I really liked that. And he didn't. He wasn't even defending it. He wasn't even like aggressively like, yeah, I sleep nine and a half hours a day and fuck anyone who has a gun. No, he was just like, I sleep nine and a half hours a day and I love it. <laughs> and I fucking love it. And it was so sick, man, to see someone that successful just, you know, go, hey, you know what? I sleep nine and a half hours a day and it's awesome. Kind of gives, it feels like that's that person giving me permission to go, you know what, maybe I'm going to sleep for nine and a half hours a day. And if I do, it's okay. I don't have to beat myself up. (laughs) I still, as kind as I've been to myself for the last whatever I'm at, 20 minutes of this podcast, I still feel like there is a bit of aggression that is still there, isn't it? Every time I'm kind to myself, it's like with swearing though. I would like to maybe maybe that's my next creative direction is like a thing of meditation, but it is the one that I keep talking about. It's meditation, but it's like you're fucking fine, bro. Yeah, you're calm and you're allowed to be calm. So fucking be calm. It's okay. Fuck you. I feel like that's my brand. That's something that I'm. I don't quite know what it is yet, but it's like aggressive peace. Aggressive calmness, you know, peaceful aggression, peaceful aggressiveness, aggressive peacefulness, something like that. Anyway, I'm listening to Matthew McConaughey and he says he writes lists every day. And I don't think he was talking about meditation, but I think I get the vibe of him. Like he's this guy, quite a private guy. And uh, he kept saying, make it a stop, not a stay. If you're thinking about whether you're, whether it's going to be a stop or a stay, 
He said, uh, I can't do the fucking accent. I'm sorry. That was humiliating, pathetic, contemptible. <laughs> he was talking about Austin and the vibe of Austin and uh, all these people at the moment leaving LA to go to Austin and the kind of town that he wants Austin to be, which is like sure of itself and creative and and very open and the kind of place that as soon as someone rolls into town, it's not guarded. It's open with people and you know, you want some contacts, here you go. Here's some contacts. Here's what we know. We're a community. And um, what he said was like, if you're if you're not in that mindset, man, <laughs> if you're not like that, then maybe, maybe when you roll in here, if you're thinking about trying to hustle and trying to, you know, be better than other people. <laughs> I'm trying to give myself over to this thing, but I can't do it. Maybe you need to make it a stop and not a stay. <laughs> oh, I feel so uncomfortable doing voices. I feel so fucking uncomfortable doing voices. Oh, not even that one was good. I feel, I feel out of my element and that's where I want to be. But it's it's very uncomfortable. I keep whenever I play Civilization, I I do this like Irish voice to myself because the fucking guy Potato McWhiskey here, the guy I watch on YouTube is called Potato McWhiskey. He's this he's this Irish guy. So every time I'm I'm playing Civilization, I'm thinking to myself in an Irish accent, and it's not quite that strong as what I'm doing right now. The the guy's voice. This is a bit more Dublin, I reckon. But this is the one that kind of comes easily or easier to me so i do that you know what that was better i didn't feel so uncomfortable and gross that, that you know maybe i am worth something maybe i am a valid person <sighs> so mcconaughey right mcconaughey was um he was just very proud of his town he was talking about you know people who aren't in keeping with what he and this community kind of want their town to be, maybe make it a stop and not a stay, keep on moving, you know. And uh, I like that. He was protective over the the fucking area of the world that they're kind of creating. Another thing that I watched this week was Dave Chappelle on um, on Letterman's show on Netflix. If you haven't watched that, fucking get about watching it, man. That is phenomenal. And he kind of had the same mentality as McConaughey was talking about with – his little town in Ohio, I can't remember what it was called, but he's saying, you know, the lesson that he kind of took from his dad, Chappelle took from his dad, was that you can't change the world, but you can make a little corner of it pretty fucking sick. And um, all of this is coming back to what I, I'm thinking about with Melbourne. Because <clears throat> Melbourne has, I mean, yesterday was a huge day for Melbourne. We, Dan Andrews, man, lifted the restrictions and... Um, that was the step that we've been waiting for. The restrictions, the hospitality and retail is all opening up tonight at 11.59 p.m. And it was just joy, joy, fucking joy and relief in Melbourne. I had a bit of a cry on my bed yesterday. I, I got the news and I kind of took it in, but then an hour or so later I watched the, uh, I watched the press conference and saw the emotion and was just on my bed and just had a, a bit of a fucking cry because it was emotional, man. It's been intense. This has been intense, hasn't it? Like 
I mean, you guys have been here. Most of you guys are in Melbourne. And for those of you who aren't, who listen to the podcast every week, you've heard me fucking screaming at myself. Struggling with this has been over four months. It's been a fucking hard time. And um, what I've been holding on to is my vision for what I want my little corner of Melbourne to be. The show's in the shed and stand up and my community, the stand up community. And I, I'm fucking excited for what we're going to do and what I'm going to do. And, um, yesterday just felt like the end of the really, really hard thing and the start, you know, Oh fuck. What else was I? I was, uh, I finished my book last night. Um, uh, Oh wait, I want to put my mic down two seconds. I finished my book, David Maloof, An Imaginary Life, last night. Maybe let me see if I can find... Oh, I don't know if I can. It's talking about life just being a series of beginnings, just beginning over and over again, and it's not about... I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. And you know what? I don't fucking need to find it because I, I don't need to read stuff. It was a beautiful book, and I'm not going to retell the whole story because nothing really happens, but it's just this guy, I guess, building a life for himself and then being exiled from that life and then building another life in exile and then being exiled again from that life. And it's just like every time he is comfortable and finds comfort and a bit of peace in his life, he is pushed again by outside forces into the wilderness, into the literal wilderness in the book. And I guess what it spoke to in me is the metaphorical wilderness that I and everyone, it's kind of always like this year has been that, man. This year has been like it's we were in exile. And uh, I feel like at, at times I've found a bit of comfort in lockdown and in this new life. And now just as I'm becoming comfortable in it, it's leaving, but we're not going back to what it was. We're going into a new fucking, you know, a new place. I'm excited for that and I'm a bit scared, but um, <clears throat> I want to fucking fashion this Melbourne into my own little corner of the world and, and like with my community and my friends around me. That's what I'm excited for. So anyway, ugh, that's felt gross to say. Um, too sincere, too much. Uh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Um, anyway. One other thing I liked, uh, that McConaughey was saying was, um, he makes lists for himself, just little lists to feel accomplished. And, uh, I'm deciding to, with my meditation, each day, I want to start making a list because one of the things that Headspace Andy is always talking about is um, when you finish the meditation, sit there and just try and be mindful of what am I doing next? What's the next thing? And try and be mindful of that rather than then letting your mind race ahead or go back and start analyzing stuff in the past or ahead into the future. Try and be as present as you can in each action. So, Think about the thing you're going to do next and just be ready for it. And this isn't quite that, but I'm I'm going to start with my daily kind of um, 
my uh, like meditation reflection book, rather than thinking about what meditation was, I wanted to start do a bit of that, but then just write my list like McConaughey for every day, write a list of stuff, as many things as I can think of, little or big, and then cross those things off as I do them each day. And that's going to hopefully give me a little sense of like achievement. So today I put, I'm going to watch Spurs, make coffee, have a banana and bread, record the podcast, buy bread, film sketches, order t-shirts, lay clothes for work in the morning, vacuum my room, transfer my money, check in with TAFE work and start reading my new book. And so far, I've watched Spurs, made coffee, had a banana and bread and bought new bread. That's four already. And I got to cross those things off as I did them. And it felt good. And Spurs won. We had a fucking win. So fuck Burnley. We had a win at Turf Moor. We fucking oh, beautiful headed from Kane to set Son up and then a beautiful header from Son. It was the corner and header and then off the same head, off of fucking Son's head into the roof of the net on fucking like 81 minutes. Ah, we never win those games. We always fuck it up and we fucking won this morning and it felt great. And I've done some things and I'm recording the pod now. That's another thing that I'm going to cross off in a second. Ah, oh, this is what I mean. I feel good. I haven't felt this fucking good on the pod for a while, I don't reckon. And I am ordering the shirts. There's a little update of that. I'm ordering those fucking shirts, man. I've been talking about it for ages. And as soon as I finish recording this podcast, I'm going to transfer my money into my other account. I've, this is what's happened with the shirts. Um, I was. Uh, I got one reply from one crew with a quote straight away and uh, a mate of mine who's in the like fashion industry and has his own kind of clothing label and makes it and all this stuff. I asked him about that and he was like, oh, he, like, he doesn't really do them anymore, but he was like, that seems a little heavy for what you're asking for. So just ask around and see if you can get a better quote or a different quote. And uh, I asked a few places and some of them just didn't reply. And uh, one place that I heard back from quoted me at literally three, one, one was like 585 for 30 shirts, which is just under 20 a shirt. And the other was fucking like 583. And, um, oh, I, <laughs> so I, uh, asked them like, Hey, can you, I got this other quote, can you beat it? And, you know, got, and he was like, can you send me a screenshot of that? And I'll ask my boss. And then he came back and he was like, yeah, we'll match that. And I'm like, don't match it, beat it. He was like, yeah, we can match that. No problem. Like he's doing me a fight for two bucks. I'm like, you fucking, well, after all this running around to match it by two bucks. No, I'm going with the first one. I wanted you to beat it. I don't want to fucking, what's the point of you just matching it? What you think? Cause I'm, cause we're, we're mates. You reckon we're mates and I'm going to like, oh, well he matched it. So he did me a favor. So I'm going to go with them. No, the whole point is you do better to make me go with you. Otherwise, why wouldn't I just go with the first one? You fuck. It kind of annoyed me. I don't think it's fair to me for me to be annoyed at. But the whole point is me showing you another quote is you're supposed to beat it to give me an incentive to go with you. Do you not know how this works? Surely that's how that works, right? Have I got that wrong? Maybe I'm bad at haggling, but I'm supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like, hey, we'll beat it by, you know, even 5%. Beat it by 5%, man. So I'm not fucking, I'm a little bit annoyed with them, but I've also not said what I want and been clear. So that's my fault, I guess. Yeah, we'll match it. Oh, thank you. $2. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, but the point is, I'm going to, as soon as I finish this pod, I know I'm dragging my feet 
with these shirts. As soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to transfer the money and I'm going to email the first guy and go, I'll take your quote. Sorry, it's been so long. Here's the images. Let me know where I can send the money. Boom. And uh, and then another task for this week is going to be to set up the store on my website. <sighs> but those backyard bitch shirts, they're fucking, they're coming, man. I found a new person for the place. I found a new housemate. Uh, I met a bunch of really cool people and um, I would have lived with, honestly, anyone that I met, I would have been happy to live with. Um, but uh, after a few people had already like, you know, found places and messaged me and said, we've found places. I was like, well, I got this one dude. I'm going to be living with another guy. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to talk about him because imagine that for before you even move in and I've just fucking said a bunch of stuff about you on my podcast. That's a great way to start off a new relationship, isn't it? So nope, I'm not going to tell you about him. I'm not even going to tell you his name. He's a secret. He's my new boyfriend. <laughs> and I've managed to make it weird without saying anything about him. I'm not going to tell you guys anything about my new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that's funny is because it is so it's outlandish being being gay is weird that's why that's funny no it's funny because me being gay is weird because i'm straight as fuck i like chicks and that's it anyway um what else i'm almost done here i reckon the picture for this week is uh my status flowers getting ready to bloom out in the front in the driveway of the house oh it's everything is happening this week man after that you know what i think after the difficulty of last week and uh just what has made me feel so good this week is the fact that I came through that difficulty with my plan of like taking small bites out of the shit that I had to do. I'm going to do this that day, the next day this, the next day this, and like kind of lining that up in my head and then fucking just getting it done bit by bit has made me feel very accomplished. I think that's why I feel so good right now. And and the, the announcement yesterday, it feels like everything is opening up. My flowers in the front are opening up. It's a metaphor. The flowers are a metaphor for my city and my soul. And this is how I feel. <sighs> Something to uh, make you smile this week, I reckon. Um, if all of this saccharine positivity has got you cringing. I've been, I've had this one in the, in the fucking like chamber for a while. I want to, uh, this week, there's a video of these fucking kids. Did I already talk about this? I don't think I did. Maybe I did. Fucking, <laughs> I can't even remember. There's a video of these kids trying to play Weezer. Um, if I recommended this last week, <laughs> oh no, he's going to bits at the end of the podcast. Um, there's a video of these kids trying to play Weezer in their school thing. And, um, the fucking like 20 seconds in the kids fucking the kid like he be the kids playing guitar and they already suck like they definitely suck and the it, there's just no balls you know that's an example of what something that i've learned in playing piano is uh you can play all the notes and you can learn all the notes and play it but sometimes you just don't have the fucking balls to play the song the way the song sounds or the way the guy like uh gary clark jr is this guy who there's a song um he plays called things are changing and it's 
ju- it just grooves, man. There's a live version. Check it out on Spotify. Gary Clark Jr., things are changing. The live version, just the way that he plays the guitar and I don't even know what the things are called. He like kind of make like hits it to give it that kind of rhythmic, you know, like cut or whatever he does on the guitar. It's just two chords. But the way he plays it to make it rhythmic and kind of percussive without any drums or anything behind him, even before the drums come in, it just grooves so hard, but it's just two chords. And I tried to learn it at mum's house on the piano last Christmas and I learned the chord. I figured it out. It was just two chords and I was trying to play it and I'm like, I can't play it like that guy. He just plays it and the way he kind of fiddles the notes up the top and like, that's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> um it just is fucking so sick and I can't play it like that because I'm not Gary Clark Jr. Believe it or not. I thought I was for a time, but I am not. I haven't been through the same things as Gary Clark Jr. I haven't seen the same things. I don't feel the same things and I don't have the same dick as Gary Clark Jr. All right? So I can't play it like he plays it. And these kids trying to play Weezer, they do not They do not have the same dick as Weezer. They don't have anything... Their dicks are way different. I'm not even going to say they're smaller. Maybe they're bigger. Maybe they're wider. Maybe they're more bent. Maybe they swirl around in little balls. Maybe they're little spiral dicks, little cloaca dicks, these young boys. But whatever kind of dicks they got, they are different dicks to Weezer and they can't play the fucking song the same way Weezer do. And you can tell from as soon as he fucking... It's just like, nah, dude. (laughs) You you ain't got it. Um, I mean, they're 14. Give them a break, all right? Stop harassing them. And their children, stop talking about their dicks. <laughs> but um, if, you, if that's not enough, when they start playing, you're like, oh, okay, they're playing the notes, but, you know, they got no heart behind it. They're scared. They're scared of the stage is what they are because they're children. Um. And then that, if you don't feel sorry for them already, the the keyboard player plays like two notes and then the keyboard just fucking falls down. (laughs) And he's just, his hands, his arms just go by his side and his shoulders slump and he doesn't even like, he kind of half bends over to like pick the keyboard up and he doesn't quite, he's just like, oh, like, (laughs) like he's just given up, man. And, um, the guitarist takes off his guitar and turns around and then some parent comes on from the side and the like school music teacher set, makes some garbage quip like it's history's first uh, rock and roll smashed keyboard. <laughs> Everything about the video is pathetic. Every negative thing that I ever say to myself, I I fucking I'm saying to these kids. Um yeah, they <laughs> They suck, and that's why you love them, because they suck, you know? That's a real fucking bomb. Check that video out if you want to fucking laugh, man. And uh, I think that's it for the week, dude. Go on Sitting Under Podcast and uh, and check out. I'm going to put some YouTube shit up this week. I didn't last week because I was all stressed, but this week I'm going to do it. I'm back on. Melbourne, we fucking did it, man. And uh, everyone else in Australia, thank you for the support. And uh, and fucking good luck with your weeks, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree.
Peace.